we are back. Welcome back to Utter Descent. I'm your host, Brian, and with this with me this week, I have Eric. Hey, how's it going, guys? So, we are on episode... Is it 20? Yeah, it's 20. Damn. That's a that's a 10 number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Really, uh... We can, we can plot this effectively on a log scale. Perfect. That's really my objective for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the point where our episodes are logarithmic. Hell yeah. Now we just gotta um, increase frequency of episodes, so that's also logarithmic, and... And then it'll be perfect. Yeah, let's get there. We can do a Patreon goal. <laughs> For that Patreon we don't have. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so 20 episodes, pretty solid so far. I think we're we're about at the one-year point now, right? Yeah, I think we're getting close. It's been a, it's been a long trip of getting this to, to run, but I think we've done a pretty good job of keeping on. And uh, actually, I think this, this, is, this is a year. Yeah, it's a year. First episodes were in uh, August and September of 2018. There we go. Damn. Yeah, it's good. And uh, what better game to play than an Elder Scrolls game? Yes, if you could call Elder Scrolls Online an Elder Scrolls game uh, in anything but name. <laughs> I was going to say it's in the title, but you beat me to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, us both being big fans of Elder Scrolls games, it's about time that we gave it a fair shot, you know? Yeah. And when we say big Elder Scrolls fans, I mean, in terms of playing the games, I mean, we've played... I even tried to play Daggerfall at one point before I realized that its dungeon crawler aspect just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but, I tried Daggerfall too, um, but I couldn't really get the... I couldn't get it to run on my last PC, so I wound up just kind of giving up at a certain point. But I did get in the game a little bit. It just had problems like running functionally as i tried to traverse the world like the rendering was just really bad and it wasn't a matter of graphics i can deal with shitty graphics (laughs) it was just like interacting with stuff was really difficult in that game jeez well it's also old game syndrome there's a certain point where your new computers just can't handle those old games for whatever coding reasons you need someone to professionally go and, and fix that like they have with so many games. But I don't know if Daggerfell's ever going to get on that list. But the point I was trying to make is we've both played the ever-loving shit out of Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. I mean, I've got just on my computer for Skyrim, I have got to scroll, scroll through the thousands of video games I have and remember whether it's under Elder Scrolls or... There it is. I've got 40 hours in Skyrim on my computer and I know I... That was just for one playthrough, and I played at least three or four on my Xbox before I got it for the PC. So, we've played a ton of these games. We're huge fans of Elder Scrolls, but we never, at least I never, delved into, like, the lore side of it, of, you know, that extra deep dive into the entire background story. It's like saying you're a huge fan of Lord of the Rings and then putting on the asterisk at the end that says but I never read the Cimmerillion, right? Right. I mean, in the Elder Scrolls games, they have books and stuff that you can read. And some of them I have read, the ones that are like short stories about, you know, some some silly, I don't know, war or some dude that just like a funny story having to do with like the, the interactions between the different kinds of races in the game. Um, some of them are pretty entertaining, but... 
I wouldn't sit down and read one of the history books that they give you because they're not super interesting, honestly. Because it's a history book. (laughs) Yeah, they're written like a history book, and I don't always know. Like, oh, yes, History of Tamriel, Part 7. It's like, well, I'm not going to start here. (laughs) Right, and I'm not going to go looking for (laughs) 1 through 6. Yeah, I'm not going to go digging through these these bookshelves. Come on. (laughs) I mean, I did read a few of the more textbooky ones, like especially the ones dealing with the Daedric Princes, because they're just interesting. But even those weren't like textbooks size. They were <laughs> reasonably sized explanations of the gods. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool because they don't really give you a lot of background on some of the like the Adric versus the Daedric gods. Like you kind of absorb it slowly as you play through the game. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. they didn't go too much in detail in Morrowind because Morrowind doesn't really follow that religion path thing. But, uh, but in Oblivion, they definitely had the background pretty flushed out but Mm -hmm. anyway so the with elder scrolls online though its setting is a thousand years before most of the events of the elder scrolls game i think it's like a thousand before skyrim and like 800 before oblivion morrowind so um yeah i guess it's like maybe a lot of the setting would make a lot more sense if i bothered to get into the lore like that maybe um yeah i it's hard to say we'd we'll get into the the details of of our opinions on elder scrolls online i just wanted to give the you know for those of you who are also elder scrolls fans and for those of you who do like this game understand that we're not coming from like a oh i like my first person shooters (laughs) no we we play a lot of you know very large rpgs so and specifically elder scrolls so if there are any gripes that we have they're backed up by a lot of time spent in these games not just coming in and picking apart a a memorpica yeah exactly i mean we're fans of the of the storytelling and the combat mechanics and the open world rpg exploring activity not we're not fans necessarily to the point where just because it has elder scrolls on it we're like loving it (laughs) exactly it's the same thing if you were to talk to me about halo you know, I will <laughs> look you in the face and tell you that ODST was a garbage game. Doesn't mean I don't like Halo, but it does mean that that game is shit. <laughs> yeah. Or Halo Wars. <laughs> I like yes, Halo. Or Halo I like strategy Wars. games. I think Halo strategy game could be good. I don't like Halo Wars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Halo Wars is not a good strategy game with Halo on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh,. Anyway, so now that we have that caveat out of the way, any uh, other games you've been delving into recently outside of Elder Scrolls? Uh, yeah, we've been playing a little bit of Elite Dangerous, uh, as you know, um, which has been really interesting. It's a f- space flight simulator, I suppose. Uh, it's got space mm-hmm. combat. You can also do trading and that kind of thing. But I think the most interesting part of it so far has just been the uh, like how pretty it looks. I guess because mm-hmm. there's not that mm-hmm. much to render and not that much to like model and skin and all that. It's it runs very well on my computer and uh, I'm really liking the how the stars and the planets look. They're very uh, grand scale. <laughs> you know, yes. you can be flying at yes. something at like you know one million speed points and it won't get any bigger. <laughs> 
and it's still not going to get any bigger no matter how long you fly it it'll take days to get to the actual atmosphere of a planet so i like that and i also think that the while the hyperspace is a little janky uh it's definitely functional to a certain Mm -hmm. extent like you still feel like you're moving through the solar systems even though uh let's say not everything is actually appears to be rendered unless you get out of hyperspace so right like the rings of a planet stay like a a ring of a planet until you hop out of hyperspace and they turn into all the little asteroids floating around right uh but yeah that's which probably what is I'd like so fucking far. cool it, they like, also have very good sound effects for the guns and stuff they sound very pew pewy mm-hmm. now elite dangerous has been a lot of fun it's a good game to like sit down if you got like a couple two hour long podcasts uh not like the ones that we put out um (laughs) it's a good game to play because you can there's not a lot of stuff you need to be super paying attention to in the game there's a lot of downtime which could be bad but in this case because of what eric just said of how interesting it looks and like the little nuances to how you move between systems and plot your course it's not very taxing so you can easily be listening to a, a show or something while you're playing this game it's it's a nice um it's a nice like relaxing experience and but then when the combat starts up it gets you know intense and fun <laughs> right purse although it is definitely impossible to navigate some of those menus i mean <laughs> you got like a zillion different controls and you got to remember like oh insert takes out my guns or whatever or i gotta ask for docking permissions to go into this place because they're gonna get pissed at me if i drive in and try and buy stuff from them like yeah. one would normally do with a store. <laughs> no, you're you're right. But I do like that complexity. It's kind of what I liked about DayZ was... I mean, there are a lot of things I liked about DayZ, but one of the things I did like strangely is how complicated it was because it kind of added that extra layer of realism to what you're doing that made it fun and and it melds well with the game because that's kind of why I'm here. I want a realistic flight simulator and that's what it's giving me. You know, you're not just pushing a button on the keyboard. Your person's actually looking over towards the other panel to, you know, address whatever it is you're, you're doing. You know, you're not just, they don't have a keyboard on their lap, right? They have to look over to the navigation panel to plot their course. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty cool about it. Um, But I I still think that in terms of being intuitive, I probably should have gone through all the tutorials. I'm sure it would have taken a while, but it probably would have been really nice. Yeah, the tutorials helped. Um, it's it is a very fun game. My personally, my favorite part has just been the the flight itself and the nuances to like landing your craft because I don't do the auto dock. I like to actually fly into the dock and land myself. It's it's fun. I like flight sims; or they're entertaining. Yeah, that game's been good. Are you uh, are you playing anything else right now? Uh, I mean, aside from stuff for the podcast, I mean, I've been doing Securo, Mass Effect. Um, sometime soon, I'm going to start up Reach, but I don't want to talk about those until we actually do the recording. The only other thing I've been dicking around with is uh, Project Zomboid, actually, and Broforce. Uh, to touch on Zomboid, you had our conversation last time we were talking about like the nuances of how you survive in the world and i was like man i should really try it 
now that because the last time I had really really played the game, they didn't have cars. I'm like, ah, now they have cars. I could really try a different strategy. So I played a couple where I, you know, loaded up my car with all sorts of stuff that I was finding and, you know, really getting into the details of how you can inventory management yourself and finding a secure location that I can drive back and forth from. And I was doing really well um, on a couple of my playthroughs until inevitably you get scratched by a zombie, get infected and die. (laughs) Right. Um, Which is always the most unsatisfactory ending when you're just sitting there slowly coughing yourself to death. I know. That's like... (laughs) It's so anticlimactic, most of the deaths in that that game. It's like, yeah, I got this going, I got this going, and now I'm sick. And I'm slowly dying. And I I should probably just kill myself. (laughs) And now it's dark out, and my car ran out of fuel. And I can't see, the whole screen is just pitch black. (laughs) And now my person's going deaf from their illness. Oh boy. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And again, it's... And just sit here and for 10 minutes and just wait or hit fast forward and see if I suddenly die. And again, it's it's what I like about Zomboid. It's I like the realism in it. It's kind of fun to play a game where it's they force you to not just be Superman fighting zombies, but at the same time, when you die, you look back and go, all right, now I'm going to have to go through that all over again. I don't know if I have the stamina to do that again right now. Yep. So I played a bit of that, then I've been playing Broforce. Have you ever played Broforce? No, I've seen their commercials, but that's about it. It's it's so stupid, but it's purposefully stupid. Um, just in case anyone hasn't played it, and for Eric's sake as well, Broforce is basically just a 2D uh, side-scrolling shooter platformer, I guess. Um, just over the top in terms of explosions and blood and and all that kind of stuff and the whole point is you're america defending the free world and every person you play as is some movie character from some you know hollywood over the top um action movie so and they somehow managed to put the term bro into every thing you do so instead of like the terminator you're the brominator and it's just like these overly muscly drawn versions of these action heroes so it it's just ridiculous it, it's a fun way to waste a good 15 minutes and just blow off some steam and nothing really to take seriously <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to give it a shot at some point yeah i mean you've got access to my steam library might as well yeah no excuses <laughs> it's also a uh, co-op game i don't know how many people co-op but you can play with a friend or two it's hmm. yeah as it it's just stupid entertaining so i think uh i think we're ready to talk about our scrolls now <laughs> yeah i'm ready <laughs> so let's uh let's do this is gonna be a little bit different of a format than our normal because normally it's you know one person's favorite game the other person doesn't like it or maybe by the end they admit that they actually do like it in this case we're both kind of on the same page um yeah it's us versus so let's, the developers here <laughs> right let's talk about what we thought this game was going to be initially and what when we were playing games like Morrowind and Oblivion and Skyrim what we wanted a game like this to be yeah so I don't know back in like 2008 or 9 or whatever uh, whenever we were playing Oblivion um, we would always have long drawn out conversations about 
how cool it would be if we could play with other people in this game. And mm-hmm. I know Oblivion isn't like a super popular one because a lot of people got in during Skyrim and they go back and they're like, wow, this game is not nearly as interesting. I personally like Oblivion a lot. And same. Yeah. Hard, hard agree on that. <laughs> so like, you know, don't, don't knock it until you play, play it for a bit. Um, it's definitely has a lot to offer. And one of the things that we thought that it could have to offer is if they made it online because you could like steal each other's stuff or you could, I don't know, coordinate around like a central dungeon or something like they would have like a, a castle or something that was inhabited by bandits and you could go and like wipe them out and loot it and all the good stuff. So we thought it'd be cool if you could have like an archer or, and a, uh, warrior. So the warrior could go and stir up ruckus and the archer could support them or a mage Mm -hmm. because some of the healing spells or some of the, um, like armor degradation spells and stuff like that weren't really that useful as a mage. Um, you could right. set pretty much any spell to be, um, well, maybe not any spell, but you could find spells that would be able to uh, like buff non-player characters and stuff, which were just not useful, uh, because obviously there's no one who's really that useful to cast them on. Most of the NPCs were kind of trash. So Right, you, you could, but why would you want to? <laughs> right <laughs> you know they they were there they were they were cannon fodder they would go out and get killed really quick and then you're like oh well that was pointless i shouldn't have wasted my money buying this spell i should have just stuck with the ones that buff myself and to give the game a little bit of a you know a little bit of credit here i think it was made to make the magic flexible so that you could build um like mixed classes you know you could be a battle mage and so you'd be using those buffs on yourself. But you and I, well, I played so many different ways in that game. But I think our like initial gaming style was we picked, I'm going to be an archer. I'm going to be a warrior. I'm going to be a mage. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a, a battle mage or a whatever the fuck they want to call other things. You know, you're going pure class. Exactly. So to play online... We thought that it would be cool to coordinate, but also kind of the aspect of, oh, maybe you could get your stuff stolen. Wouldn't that be a problem? Well, how could we solve that? Maybe, you know, the house... A lock spell? Right. A lock spell could work. (laughs) Which they... (laughs) Which they did Which they gave you? (laughs) (laughs) For no reason? For absolutely no reason to lock your stuff in Morrowind. (laughs) Why would I lock this door? More importantly, why do I need a spell? Right. Why can't... Isn't this more of a real activity? Like, get a lock, put it on the door? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea why they included that in the game. <laughs> but, yeah, like, locking things, which they already had in the, I think it was Mysticism spellbook, so you could do that. Or maybe, you know, my favorite was to store all my stuff in the bottom of the ocean in a clam, because, you know, why not? Clams have infinite carrying capacity anyway, so... <laughs> yeah why Why wouldn't you stick it in some random place like that so you could like hide your stuff and you know i wasn't considering it to be something where you might hoard things more like a set a gaming session that you could go in with your character and play with other people you know so if right, you get your stuff be... stolen it's like well i just got this session's worth of things stolen or even if it was more like a 
you know, you, this was, we were talking about this back in the day when we would actually go on like Halo 2 and organize a large group of people to play a game together. So in that case, you, we were envisioning like we could get a bunch of our friends together to play Oblivion and maybe, you know, form teams or just go and play the game together and no rules. You find someone else's shit, you can steal it, right? Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, and being able to, you know, use some of these other aspects of the game to help each other out, call upon each other to take down a bigger force, sounded like a lot of fun. Um, rolling through quests together, going into Oblivion Gates as a team, it would have been, and it translates into all the games, it would have been a lot of fun and, and more when to try and climb the, what's the name of the volcano in the center? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been a long Mount time since I played more of <laughs> I don't know. I forget. Okay, I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I think it was just called the Red Mountain. Uh, yeah, it sounds about right. But like, that was one of the areas in Morrowind, which was un for fucking giving, that it would not, it was like, look, there's level equivalently 80 enemies here. You can't come here. But one of the things that would have been fun as a team would be to go, well, combined, we can take down these enemies. Let's go see how far we can get before we get killed. Yeah, and, you know, the loot. It's still limited to what a single person would get, so you just have to split it, you know? So, But a lot of it wouldn't be worthless. Right, a lot of it right, would be, you know, you could go and sell it and split the loot or something at that point. Um, or if you have a couple different classes, I find a bunch of mages stuff I'm not going to use, but you're a mage. Now we don't have to just either hoard it or throw it away. Right, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that that I think that would have been good in that game to be able to to team up or even in like Skyrim or something, be able to team up with somebody uh, just because, I mean, they would of course have to make the enemies a little bit harder. Skyrim was, wasn't that difficult of a game to, to move through, but um, it still would have been cool considering the diversity of the different spells and, uh, different play styles for like melee or or archers um Mm -hmm. it would have been neat and also of course skyrim moves a lot more fluidly so less likely that you're hitting each other right no all of those games have worked really well as a multiplayer and so when they announced elder scrolls online before any details came out we were like what for real we're finally going to get our our multiplayer Elder Scrolls game, that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. That's not what it was. <laughs> Unfortunately, once I realized that it was like a Mamorpiga, I don't know exactly what I thought it could be like. I kind of imagined it as being like a player session where it's like I join your single player game or I don't know, there's some sort of game modes that allow you to have random players in, but up to a limit just for the sake of um, story coherence and all that good stuff. Uh, to have, right, like, there's easy ways they could have done that. You know, that you could go out and explore with. Um, but once I realized it was a Mamorpiga, I just the game style kind of put me off, and I never really decided to give it a shot because as I looked at it more and more, I realized this was not the genre of game that I enjoyed. So I doubted that I was going to enjoy a reskinning for, for uh, Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as for myself, once I saw it was a Mamorpica, I was like, I've I've tried in the past to play these. I played a bit of City of Heroes before I realized they wanted me to pay a subscription. 
and then that immediately stopped. <laughs> yeah, I remember and that. I that tried, was a bullshit purchase. I was so upset. That was back whenever we were like selling consoles to get new games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I just sold all this stuff to buy this shitty game and now I can't play it. Yeah. Fuck. I bought the game and now I have, now you want me to do what? You want me to you want me to sell my games every month so that I can continue playing your game? I don't, Not happening. I don't think that's <laughs> sustainable. <laughs> yeah. And then the only other one I tried was, and I think you tried this with me, was the um, Old Republic for the exact same reason. We thought that it was going to be Knights of the Old Republic, and it was not. Um, we played quite a bit of that. I think the lightsabers got me through a lot of it, uh, but eventually, I, the same reasons that we'll get into in Elder Scrolls on eventually stopped. And I've realized that these styles of RPG just really aren't for me. But then Kevin got me it for the Xbox for like a birthday present or something. And um, I played it for 10 minutes. I was like, nope, this is an MMO. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I, people are, other people right now are ruining my game by doing the MMO stuff. And I, I can't play my RPG with you doing that while I'm trying to have a serious conversation about, you know, uh, scribs or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to seriously talk about this uh, this insect jelly farm that you're having trouble with. Right, and someone's jumping up and down in the background, and I can't take you seriously now. Mm-hmm. Your pillows are concerning me. <laughs> I'm concerned for you. <laughs> that's, that's a reference. <laughs> when I was playing Morrowind, I would lay pillow paths because there was this room in uh i forget which city it was that had uh just a stockpile of like each crate had like 70 pillows so i would like lay down paths to get to different places because it was hard to recognize anything in morrowind and i had trouble (laughs) so Mm -hmm. so, so i would like go around making paths to the things that i actually needed to go to in the in the game so that i wouldn't spend time trying to find things and uh, yeah, that's the pillow path. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then as we were discussing what other kinds of games we could play together, um, we both, we were looking through various games that we either own or that we've, you know, seen in the peripherals and we're like, you know what, maybe we can both play through some Elder Scrolls online and see how, how it goes. Um, not good. Very, very not good. I don't think I've been underwhelmed by a game since I played Dust Force. <laughs> yeah i agree it's it's not good in a elder scrolls sense of not good in that the the way the gameplay works is not what you want out of an elder scrolls game at least for me not even close it's just it doesn't play like an elder scrolls game at all and um and honestly even if it weren't for all the things about mmos that annoy me that we'll get into i still would not enjoy playing this game because of like the combat because of pretty much everything about it there's only i think only the story would would actually can make me consider playing it mm-hmm. um but i'd have to be in an offline mode to to put up with it right uh let's uh let's see what steam has to say in terms of its description um it says join over 13 million players in the award-winning online multiplayer rpg and experience limitless adventure in a persistent elder scrolls world battlecraft steel explorer and combine different types of equipment and abilities to create your own style of play. No game subscription required. <laughs> Which is a dirty lie. Well, it's truer now, or it, 
I guess it's true now because previously they did have a game subscription to actually play the game. Uh, they did change that after like a year of it being out. They they cut the subscription and just allowed purchasing the game to allow you to play. Um, that, that does have a caveat, but <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> so, what were um what were your initial impressions of the game once we started it up? Uh, I was actually pretty hopeful. Um, once I saw how the game looked and not to, not to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt you. I meant like literally starting the game. Oh yeah. I was very disappointed, (laughs) 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 man. The download for this game was like (laughs) fucking like, I don't know, a hundred gigs or something. And then once that was done, I was like, all right, let's play this game. And then I turn it on and it gets to there in i don't know their window browser their game launcher. launcher yeah and it's like okay let me just download another 50 gigs onto your thing if that's cool <laughs> all that stuff that we just downloaded onto you yeah um i need to override I'm it i'm sorry but there were a lot of problems with the thing that we just gave you <laughs> so let me just take a minute and just i don't know why don't you just go ahead and try again find and replace yeah no the real thing was i I started it up at like 7 a.m. before work, and <sighs> I checked when I got home. It took till 11.30 to finish downloading, and then I start trying to play, and that took an hour and a half to get through the updates. And then whenever I actually open the game, it gets to the loading screen for like 30 <laughs> minutes because I guess it's just applying all the patches to the thing that it downloaded in the morning. <laughs> I, I don't understand why why the startup was such a pain in the ass probably in part to my crappy internet connection but come on no it was the same for me and i've got the whatever uber internet connection of living near a city yeah it's i and this happened every time we went to play mm-hmm. it was like oh maybe we won't get a patch nope there's a patch what are you patching <laughs> What the fuck are you patching? What happened in the last week that causes you to have to spend 30 minutes of my time patching the game? And this game was released in 2014. What are you patching? <laughs> what the fuck are you patching? I have no idea. And I don't even have any of the DLC, so if there's problems with that, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, come on. Oh. How much you want to bet all the DLC is downloaded in the game, you just have to pay to unlock it? I would be willing to bet all the money. I would bet one million crown points. <laughs> you mean like 6,000 health points? Um, Yeah, maybe like 7 million damages. <laughs> <laughs> Damage units. <laughs> Damage units, yeah. The, the number system of, I don't know just everything from magic to damage in this game is all in the thousands so that's what we're making fun of (laughs) yeah it's all nonsense it's very difficult to tell if anything's better or worse or meaningful Mm -hmm. yeah so but then the currency is strangely the exact opposite everything's like a dollar yeah what (laughs) no idea but anyway actual initial impressions right my actual initial impression um was so you started out on this boat going to Morwen, which what? well, okay, so there's a thing I'll tell you about in a second that might clear some of that up. But uh yeah, so you start out on a ship going to Morwen and you're like, I don't know, a prisoner castaway something and boat blows up and then you go 
and fight off some people because you're now a prisoner in somebody else's house and you get started on the the storyline um and i was actually pretty hopeful as i was going into that because for one thing it looked pretty good and the way they kind of started you off isolated made me happy i'm like yes this is what i want especially in the tutorial i don't want other people here so that sounds fine um and the way the movement was, I was very happy with the way that I was able to be first person, which I was, I kind of figured mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to be able to do that. Um, so that was nice. Uh, the handling was a little bit weird, but I got used to it and I didn't feel like it was that uh, ugly of a, uh, I guess, option to be able to be in first person. I didn't feel like I had to be in third person to actually play. So that was good. Mm-hmm. And enjoyed that aspect of it but as the game started going on i remember the first combat i got in the person i was fighting against they like projected this halo on the ground around them that was red and i was like what the fuck is going on is he casting a spell and then the guy stands there gets into a stance and then does a twirl and i'm like what is going (laughs) why what am i did they just activate like an ability or something? Why isn't he attacking me? <laughs> and and then I killed him and moved on to the next person. The next person, like, they projected this red shadow ahead of them in like a cone and they were holding an arrow. I'm like, are you, is that going to be like a shotgun? And yeah, sure enough, he shot like three arrows. And I assume if I was standing anywhere in the red, it would hurt. But if I was standing beyond it, I wouldn't get hurt. So... Uh, yeah, as I saw that where the combat was going with that, I became very dissatisfied, and especially with my own abilities, uh, became pretty disillusioned with the whole thing, because that is not what I was expecting out of an Elder Scrolls game, but that is totally what I would expect out of a Mortbega. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I felt. I mean, I was a little more, um, to use your word, disillusioned before, because I had already touched the game. So I kind of knew what I was getting into. But yeah, the second that I saw the the wannabe turn-based combat occurring, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to be fun. I don't... Everything's going to be way too particle effecty, and I'm going to have no real way of judging whether or not what you're about to do is going to be actually damaging, because everything you do is going to be... And then I'm going to be like, oh, I lost a hundredth of my health? That twirly move you did there was meaningless so i'm just gonna kill you yep and there's nothing less interesting to me when i'm in first person hand-to-hand combat than pushing a button to watch my person do a flurry of attacks that's so not how i want to play my first person combat yeah so so as that impression kind of went forward i realized that they had pretty much completely abandoned the main fun thing about Elder Scrolls and that's the combat system in favor of a I guess more palpable uh more mm. style combat system I wouldn't I wouldn't say more palpable I'd say easier I think it's easy to push number one to do an attack than to like have to dodge around and use a mouse yeah I guess I don't know man it just seems very artificial the way that the combat rolled mm-hmm. out um Especially that, like, it didn't feel like any of the attacks that were being done were a threat to me. Um, they were more of an annoyance. Absolutely not. Yeah. And my attacks also didn't feel that powerful, although they did chip away at their health way more than they did mine. Um, 
Well, everyone walks up to you as you're fighting with them. You ever, of course you have, when you fight a very strong enemy in a game and you start shooting at them, sometimes in certain games they'll like kind of like back their head a little bit like, oh yeah, that hit me, I got hit, but that didn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like That's how every that. single... Right, that's how every single blow exchange occurred in this game, no matter how much damage it did. So all the attacks felt superficial. It doesn't matter what the red bar over their head says that they're dying. They are not acting as if the hit that I just, you know, threw at them actually did anything. Yeah, I mean, you're not able to, like, get a headshot on somebody and watch them, like, topple over because you got them, you know? Right, no one no one reacts to the blows. Yeah. And another problem with the game is as you're kind of getting used to the the landscape, you can see that there's like a raider camp or something. So you'll walk up to it and everybody will be sitting there at their campfires doing their thing. You'll be killing their buddy at the front gate and they'll be sitting there at their campfire picking up their chicken and then you'll kill their buddy at the front gate and then you'll walk into the camp and they'll be hanging out, still sitting there grilling their meat. And until you walk over and <laughs> looking you in the eye, <laughs> you walk over and engage them and reach the threshold of where they're allowed to attack you from. I found that to be ridiculous. Like part of the fun of going up to one of the camps or whatever in uh, Oblivion or Skyrim is that like if you alert them, they go on alert and then they watch for you. And you might have five or six dudes walking out of a camp coming to get you because they saw you kill that person and now Mm -hmm. you got archers shooting at you you got some mage doing something on the wall and like it's a problem and you might have fucked it up you know in this it's like i i get to pick who i fight and they don't all come at me at once so what's the point (laughs) right no that that was absolutely absurd that the fact that you could and it's not like you're coming in and you're quietly slitting someone's throat. You guys are standing there casting fireballs and area of effect spells and screaming. And they're, it's not like they're at the other end of the camp a couple football fields away. They're within, like, reach. <laughs> if I if I stood on my toes and lunged at them, I could touch them. <laughs> and they're not engaging in combat. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I understand why they do it. It's because it's possible that some other dude might run in from the other side of the camp, and then the camp would be empty because all the people ran over that side. It's a problem of having the multiplayer aspect. <laughs> right. So let's back off on that a little bit and talk, like, what we were playing as. So when, when we started the game, I we decided we wanted to do, because we were going to only play together, we were going to do a warrior and a mage <clears throat> and the warrior obviously would specialize in pretty much only being a tank and, and fighting and the other the mage would specialize in long range uh damage and healing perfectly reasonable combination i chose to be an an orc uh a melee fighter uh, i started off doing two-handed weapons and then switched to dual wielding Mm. Uh, just because I like dual wielding, it mean it meant nothing in this game as it turned out. But when I first saw that I had that option, I was like, "Ooh, this might make it fun." I was wrong, but <laughs> at least I had the option to do it. Mm. Um, and you picked, I picked a, a Breton. Breton, yeah. yeah. And I went with the uh, priest type class, so maybe warrior priest. They did have some some damaging spells, so. Uh, 
That was kind of cool. Uh, I was planning on healing you and like casting area of effect kind of stuff and you know mage uh, type stuff, but unfortunately, turns out that people don't really damage you that much, so uh, I didn't really have that yeah. much of a role, and my attacks were relatively weak, so uh, it wasn't that interesting to play as a mage. Well, and then our plan got double fucked because I wanted to be the in the line of fire taking the damage person and one you also almost never got hurt even if they attacked you and two the stupid game makes it so that whoever attacks first is the person that the ai is going to go after even if there's another person in their way or literally running behind them chopping at their ankles they don't care they're like no that guy shot me first i'm going after him yeah, and I had the ranged staff, so I would shoot fireballs at people before you'd get to them because, I mean, we know it didn't really matter. I didn't, I, I wasn't a, under any threat. <laughs> so, right. like, it was like it was fine that, yeah. that I engaged him first. It w- didn't really harm anything. Right. And that utter lack of challenge, I think, is really what ended up killing the game for us. I mean, it was just, there were just so many things. So, to get a little bit more into the nuances of the game type, we've been talking about it. Um, kind of on the peripheral, but let's double down on on how this game plays. When you go to fight, you engage with the, the enemy, you hit them, you have one through five as special abilities you can use, and then I think R was like a super move that you could eventually unlock. And the I don't know what your one through five were, but mine was like a, a s- magic shield I could apply to my body, like stone skin kind of a thing. Um a flurry attack, a two-swipe attack, empower my uh, weapons with fire, and then like a flame whip, which was also kind of one of the things that pissed me off was I didn't I didn't have an option to pick a just melee non-magic character. All of the character options I had had magic. So like, I didn't have an option to just be a warrior. I had to be like a battle mage. And I didn't want to play that way. That was not the point of who I was I was playing as. So I'm still casting these ridiculous spells and having to be concerned about my mana, even though I'm trying to just be a melee guy. Yeah, I mean, they can't really get away with saying that you have this ability that you activate by pressing the one button without you having magic. I guess they could have given you like a charge or like a, you know, a spinning attack or something. But I would have just... preferred no abilities. Yeah, well, you don't get that. <laughs> it just makes the combat so silly because you, you end up engaging with the enemy. Or for me, before I would engage with them, I would go magma skin, flame weapons, and I run in and start doing my attacks. And it's like every time it, it just it became tedious. It became a routine of how I'm going to go do this thing. All right, there's an enemy. Push one. Now push four. Now go fight them. Click, click, click. Now they're dead. Make sure I push one again so that I don't lose my skin. Fight, fight, fight. Like, there was no nuance to the battles. They all turned out the same. Yeah, honestly, you should have had, like... It should have just been a passive ability for you because it's not like you ran out of magic or anything. Never. Not once. Yeah, so... If anybody should have been running out of magic, it should have been you. You should have had to pick between stone skin and flame weapons. You know, like... Never had to. Yeah, that should have been like maybe after the initial beginning of the battle, it should have been like, all right, now I am low on magic because I'm a warrior and I'm not a mage. You know, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, n- never happened. Yeah, and me on the other hand, I would uh, run out of magic, but not that often. It really wasn't 
much of a big deal. And for my abilities, I had um, there was a, a more powerful staff attack because the mages appear to use stabs as their main um, weapon, which basically is like a free fireball shooting weapon. Which is totally not part of Elder Scrolls at all. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of annoying, but like, I don't know, it was fine. Uh, it just seemed like, why would you ever use a bow and arrow if you have sticks that shoot fire? Um, but yeah, I had a supercharge staff attack. I had uh, something that would cast a burning light magic field around me, which was kind of weird. There was my whole character was based around light magic and i don't think light magic's like a thing in elder scrolls but no that's uh, no what i have not. <laughs> um so that was kind of weird considering they already have their own magic system to have light magic be my thing so whatever um so i had that field and then i had a healing thing to heal myself or brian but Neither one of us wound up getting hurt that bad, so I was kind of mute. And I had a Adric spear, and the Adra are the good guy gods of Elder Scrolls. So it's like the light magic's magical spear button, and I press it, and then they would go ha 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 ha, and I would, my staff would just or be covered in light, and they would jut it forward a couple times, and then that would be the active thing. Which is weird, because you'd think, like, well, why don't I just get a spear? But, I don't know, I guess I don't... Elder Scrolls seems to have a fear of spears since Morrowind, so um, <laughs> we don't get that. Then I had a javelin version of the light spear, and those ones are probably the most fun. They did the most damage. I really would have preferred to just have a spear and then click it to stab, but I guess you can't get everything. <laughs> it can't be used as a... As an ability, then. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I don't know. I think I can click that fast. <laughs> yeah. It, so to go a little bit more into how the combat works, so that's kind of an overview of what you would do. As we already said, exchanging blows with them is, is meaningless. And then the icing on the cake, and I think really what ends up making this game very bland, is that you your person heals immediately after combat ends. So... There's never a point where you're like, man, I really need my mage to heal me, or maybe I shouldn't continue to explore this area, maybe I should go back home. That doesn't happen, because you just insta-heal. And it's not like a slow restoration, like, you're just, you can watch your bar just go, and now you're healed. Yep. and Ready for the next battle. Yeah, and the way that, like I was saying with the camps, it seemed like most creatures functioned on the there's like a perimeter that if you step within that perimeter, then you begin battle mode and you begin fighting, you know? And if you run too far away from where their set perimeter is, they just forget about you, turn around, heal all the way up and go back. Um, so that made it feel like, all right, I've finished this set of battle. I've completed this battle. Now the battle is over and I return to full health and I may engage in another one if I wish to, as opposed to, Wow, I just fought this river troll. It didn't really hurt me that bad. Oh my god, here's some Nyx hounds coming after me. I better kill them. Ooh, my health's getting kind of low. I probably shouldn't go anywhere else for now until I heal up, you know? Right. Like, it didn't feel like you were adventuring in the normal sense of adventuring where you get burdened down and then you have to fix everything <laughs> by going to a mm -hmm. store or sleeping or something. Yeah, 
it just it took a lot of what I think we both like from these kind of games. I wouldn't call it realism, but the more like the nuances of the game of how you have to the carrots and sticks of playing, right? You you go to a place to do a thing, you you have a reason to be going there and you know, if you get hurt too much and you don't have enough potions or whatever, you're going to have to back off. Or if the enemies are too hard, right? There's going to be a point where you might have to decide, I can't handle this right now, and that just doesn't happen in this game. Yeah, and most of the, like, fun, like, intense combat revolves around your health going down too low, or I've completed this battle and now I'm, like, super weak and I can't heal up right now, and I got to get to this place, but I really got to avoid combat. But, like, if I found myself with no health for some reason and the auto-regenerate wasn't working in this game, I would not have any fear that I would be jumped by by an enemy on my way back to a town. Because the, you can't, right, you literally not, can't. Not even the slightest. Yeah, you can't engage in combat unless you walk into their trigger perimeter. Yeah, and there aren't, like, random encounters. So if you're on the path, you're fine. <laughs> yep. Even walking through the woods, like, we, we didn't really get attacked by anything. We just would attack things. Right. No, it's it's nonsense. Um, to add on to that, let's let's discuss the other part of that carrot and stick, which is the level design. I agree with your statement that the world was very um, nice looking, and you know, as far as I can tell, they did a pretty good job of redoing the majority of where we were playing was Vanderfell, um, though it feels a lot smaller, a lot smaller. But that being said. They did a good job of making it look pretty, but they took away the entire reason that I would have to explore in that game, which is finding caves and finding places to go into and, you know, random encounters, maybe some subplot or some completely unrelated event. They had the subplots, they had the unrelated events that you could get involved with, but they would not let you organically encounter them. You could not go into this cave until you have the quest that says you're allowed to go into this cave. And then to add, you know, insult to injury, when you get into that cave, there's a good chance another player has already gone into that cave and killed everything. <laughs> or th and then to add double insult to injury, you get to the end and there's no loot. You don't get to loot the bodies. The bodies don't have armor that you can take or weapons. That's one of my favorite things about these games is that when you kill someone, you can take their shit. If if you kill someone with glass armor somehow and you're like a level three, that's yours. You now have glass armor. Good for you. You worked the game in a way that allows you to be more powerful than you really should be at this level. That does not happen in this game. They they do you can't take their weapons, you cannot take their armor. You go and kill the guy at the end, you don't get a random chance of getting like a Daedric spear. No. You get whatever garbage the game has predetermined will be at the end of this dungeon and it's usually some crafting item it's like oh here now you have the ability to someday make some shitty sword that you're never going to use yep yeah that was definitely i don't know it just makes it feel like such a drag whenever you're like "Ooh, this ruin looks really neat i'm gonna go check it out and then you go over there and you kill i don't know a couple of spiders or whatever and then you get to the gate of the cave and it's like um yeah your fingers are not nimble enough to open this gate or whatever excuse they put up like you cannot go in here now it's like why not let me in the goddamn room i know that they used to have like 
locked doors and stuff in very specific circumstances in Skyrim or whatever, uh, where you needed to get a quest to go do it. But most of the like dungeons and stuff were just free free for you to go into. You just just walk up to it and walk in, and then you fight it. You right. know, like I don't see why they decided not to do that. Another thing you were mentioning about somebody going in before you, like every quest that we decided to do, the cave was already filled with other people killing stuff. And because of <sighs> that, because of the fact that when you go into a cave, it doesn't put you in your own world, it puts you into the general world still, you you go in and you might fight a squad of you know bandits or whatever, and then you start looting. And like within 15 seconds, they're back like they just get respawned mm-hmm. and then you either have to fight them again knowing full well that they don't have loot on them just so that you can check out the other jars which also don't appear to have much loot in them uh or someone else comes in and starts killing them and you're like oh that's why they respawn is because somebody else can walk in behind me and that was such a pain in the ass because you would be trying to loot stuff, and people would just respawn in the same area that you're at. What was the point of clearing the room? They don't even deal much yeah. damage to me, so what's? why don't I just walk in and loot stuff and let them hit me? Well, but even more to the point, like you just said, there's nothing to loot. So it just puts a big question over why you're doing anything in the game. It, it feels like such a superficial version of an Elder Scrolls game. All the things that would normally carry me through the game, except for the story, have been removed. The combat's not fun. There's nothing to loot and manage. I can't go and, like, get better weapons and whatnot by fighting with people. They won't let me go and explore on my own. And to add the last icing to that cake, the respawn of the enemies constantly makes it feel like you're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like can't you're, clear you're, out you're a pointless. systematically. You know, you can't go, all right, I'm going to clear this room, and then I'm going to sneakily come over here, I'm going to take out this guy, and I'm going to steal his stuff because I ran out of health potions or whatever. And then I'm going to go over here, and I see that this whole room is completely filled. Maybe there's another way to get in there because they're all watching the front entrance. It's like there's no mm-hmm. like intrigue about entering the caves because there's just a squad of people that you have to fight through that'll get respawned if you don't leave fast enough. Right, right. And not to mention then if you don't move quickly enough, you've got other players in your way killing everything. Now, you still get the experience because you're in the room fighting with them, but the combat's already disinteresting and easy as it is. Having three other people banging on the same enemy makes it even less interesting. Yeah, each one of them with their own multicolored, you know, pixie following Particle. Oh, yeah. yeah, before we get into that, there's just one one last thing I want to point out, which is that all of that together made me have no interest in exploring the world because, I mean, one... I already know what these worlds look like because I've played the games. So, like, I'm not going to go and walk to the other end of Morrowind. There's no point. I'm not going to see something I I haven't seen. I'm going to see it, like, better rendered, but I'm not going to see something I didn't know was going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. And normally, the reason I'm doing that is I have a quest over there, and I know there's going to be random encounters. Maybe I'll try and cross a bridge, and bandits will pop out and block my way and insist on me paying them. Maybe I'll walk by a ruin and go... That looks really cool. Let me go and explore that. And that's what ends up making me play multi, you know, tens of hours in these games. Each run is that you get distracted. You go and do something with the intent to go complete this quest and you go do like five other things because you got distracted. It's fun. 
it, it immerses you in the world. And, you know, all these unimmersive experiences of the combat, the responding enemies, the lack of loot, people having nothing on their corpse. Now add to that that I can't go into any dungeon that I want because I have to go find the quest that relates to it. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in exploring this world at all. Yeah, I think that the... I'm sure that the story parts are probably a lot of fun to go through if you just didn't have all this random stuff interfering with your experience. So that's kind of where I'm at with it is I would like to play this game if it was single player with like a Skyrim patch so that you have that combat instead. Then I think it would be a lot of fun to play. Oh yeah, absolutely. Get rid of all the stupid abilities garbage and let me play this game as an Elder Scrolls game. I definitely would play it. Um, Before we... Let's talk about a couple other things. Before we do any um, ratings, let's talk about our last playthrough, because I think it kind of puts a nice bow on this whole experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were mentioning uh, the other players. Let's let's talk about why they're ruining the game. <laughs> um, so the other players are a problem. Because, like we said, the game's kind of designed around them also being a part of your dungeon crawls, which we don't like. But I think the most unimmersive part is the way that everybody has these goddamn mounts and, like, pets that fly around with them. Like, I'll be walking Mm -hmm. through the forest and I'll go, oh shit, there's a flaming horse over there. That's probably going to be an enemy that I can't kill. Let's see. Uh, And then I'll run over and I'll go, wait a minute, there's a person on that. Oh, that's a person. And they also have an imp flying around with them. Oh, I know. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go attack this giant, like badger-looking creature. Why is that in Morrowind? And then I'll run over and go. Oh, wait a minute, that's a person with a badger. <laughs> with a badger in Elder Scrolls. In Elder Scrolls, like not a bear. The most. It's, it's very clearly a giant honey badger. Yep. Or there will be because like, the internet. Yeah, there will be like a clan of fear or something running around, and I'm like, oh, that. I can. Maybe I'll go try and kill that. And then you realize it's on the trail of somebody. You're like, oh, I can probably still kill it. It might be following that. And then you're like, wait a minute. That's actually just a pet that that person has. Why? What's the point of these goddamn pets? I know that they decided to go to the microtransactions world because they didn't want to have their player base drop off completely because of the paid subscription thing. But, like, seriously, why? It, it just, it's, the game already is not immersive, and that completely pulls me out of it. Like, Again, how am I supposed to have a serious conversation about your pillow fetish if this guy's standing here next to me riding a honey badger with, I don't know, a jack-in-the-box hopping behind him? Like, and it's not... It wouldn't have pissed me off as much if they had just kept it within the realm of Oblivion or Skyrim or what You know, if they'd only let you have stuff that you could summon you know, as part of like a conjuration thing, and it stayed within the realm of of this Elder Scrolls world, I think I would have been less annoyed. But the fact that they were putting in stuff that was clearly not part of Elder Scrolls is what really ground me down. When I saw that honey badger, I'm just like, you're you're ruining this. Like, this is supposed to be an immersive role-playing game, and you're throwing in stuff because you know someone will buy it. You've lost the whole point of this game right and no the whole point of the game is to make money so i'm wrong but (laughs) i see right i see these mounts and pets running around more often than i see actual enemies so it's like that's the face of the game is these other player characters doing that like 
Right. I don't get to experience a town. I get to experience a town filled with carnival creatures. <laughs> like, Yeah, and going into a town was ridiculous. Like, we went to Vivek City just to go and, like, talk to Lord Vivek, and I couldn't see the shops. There were so many people and, and animals hanging around. Every single one of their their mounts and their pets and their armor, because these people are level 2000, are sitting there with particle effects coming off them, and they got, you know, trails following them, and they're all on fire, and I'm just like, I, I just want to go into the town and feel like I'm in a town in Vanderfell, not like you said, in a circus. This is ridiculous. I can't I can't feel like I'm part of this universe when this is a this is going. I just can't. You all look like clown creatures. Yeah, that's man, that's the whole problem with the MMORPGs. I just it's so ugly <laughs> to try and play something like that, especially something so typically immersive as Skyrim or oblivion gets ruined whenever you move it into that theater you know well i think it would be fine if if they didn't have the mounts and the creatures and they kept the armor like there's a way to give people cool looking armor that still fits in this world you know without it being just visually assaulting um and and they could have also and i don't know i'm not going to claim to know how they set up their servers and everything but if they restricted it down to like how many people were in a world to something reasonable, then you wouldn't end up in these towns and feel like you're wading through, you know, human filth. It, there's just, there's too many people with too many obviously purchased items that just ends up ruining the, the aesthetic of the game. I mean, I would still be annoyed if people were running around in my world jumping up and down and just kind of like, you know, breaking the the third wall all the time but it would not be as bad as this it wouldn't grab my attention so quickly yeah for sure i mean it's definitely a problem whenever you're wandering around in the woods and you know hypothetically there could be a bear in these woods you know could come and get me but instead i Mm -hmm. see some dude just frolicking through it's like well i guess it's not dangerous around here it must not be dangerous otherwise this person wouldn't be wandering through it like this (laughs) so I no reason for me to be all all sneaky and cautious. Yeah. Yep. Very much agree. Um, we kind of already touched on the interface. We touched on the graphics. I mean, it's it's a nice looking game. It's not the best, but it's it's definitely nice looking. Um, a little bit more on the level design. What are your thoughts on the larger world that they've built here? Um, it's not. I I feel like it would feel better if we did have the other expansions. Um, which is what I was going to tell you. Uh, the reason we started in Morrowind was because we had the Morrowind DLC, apparently. Um, and that overwrites the original starting point of the game. The original starting point of the game is in a dungeon, like typical Elder Scrolls does. Um, and the original story of the game involves you having your soul taken by, the, by a Daedric Prince. However... I don't know how that how I could go and do that quest from more like from starting out in Morrowind, um, but apparently you can. Uh, and the way that works is there's a somewhat of a hub world in a in a one of the domains of the Daedra that you can go on quests from that takes you to the different uh, locations in the 
in the original game. Um, so that's kind of how the game's supposed to be set up originally. We just kind of got thrown into Morrowind because we happen to have the Morrowind DLC. Interesting, because I remember that from when I played the game originally, and I'm looking at the Steam page, and it, it says that the standard edition does come with the base game and the Morrowind chapter, so that's why we, we had Morrowind at the onset. Right. So what that gets into is this whole DLC situation is that they start out by having you start in Morrowind, I guess, at this point. Um, and then you can go to different areas, um, but you go to them through waypoints. Like, you don't walk between the regions. It's not like fully open world, which is a little bit annoying, but I get it. I understand why they have to do that. What I don't understand is why each of the locations that we could travel to um, outside of Daggerfall... What's the Wood Elf's area called? Mm, is it Daggerfall? I think Daggerfall was the only area open to us fully aside from Morwen. Gotcha. Well, that area was open, so we were able to go there and wander around. Um, so we had those two locations that we could actually explore. But then all the other ones, there were probably like three or four, maybe five islands that uh, we could go to that were clearly like sample packs for the DLC. <laughs> There was one deserty looking place that had like a weird Arabic kind of theme. And there was another uh, location called, or I actually don't remember what it was called, but it was clearly a pseudo Skyrim zone. Um, and then there was one that was basically felt like the Wood Elves area uh, that was just forested with a bunch of trees and all that good stuff. Um, so that was kind of odd and annoying that they provide you with these like very small areas that you can go to that you can't really do much in it's just like a flavor pack for you to understand what you could have if you actually bought the dlc mm -hmm. um so it really kind of made it feel weird like do i like where where do i do the main story is it just morrowind where did the <laughs> Where's the location of the actual Elder Scrolls Online set? It's not the Imperial City, because I don't think we could go there. Nope, we could not go to Tamriel. No, it was it was very strange. I don't know why I don't know why they had those little like trial areas. It didn't because it wasn't like you'd go there and there was any intrigue, right? It was just like, oh, look at this. There's the same beetle that you've been fighting in every other area, but now it's blue. Ooh in the worlds and it's all snowy here don't you want to go play in the snow and it's like well look if i'm gonna go play in skyrim i'm gonna go play skyrim all right if i'm gonna go want to play in tamriel i'll go play oblivion especially tamriel why would you try and advertise that to me that world was the most bland world of all of them mm -hmm. i'm not interested <laughs> yeah i agree um i think Daggerfall is a location in High Rock, which is the place that we were able to explore with the forests and all that. Yeah, I don't think it's the area of, of the Wood Elves. No, um, I think Valen Wood is. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds more correct. Yeah, so we were able to explore those two locations. So it kind of felt pretty inco or not cohesive, I guess, um, between the different areas. But honestly, we can't really talk too hard on that because we didn't really do much of the storyline so maybe it felt a lot more organic in the story yeah but i mean we we did try and do some of the story it just yeah no we again, did all the other <laughs> the problem was that whenever you go into any story quest you have like an entourage of 
you know, flaming midgets running around behind you, killing everything or causing things to be respawned behind you. Or standing in front of Vivek while you're trying to talk to him. Yeah, bouncing up and down, teabagging him. That could all the all the fun antics that just really improved my gameplay. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you want to talk about what little of the story we touched upon, or is there really no reason? Uh, I guess we can just for people who've played so they know where we were. Um, we started out in Morrowind, so we obviously just went through that initial main story quest line where they you get called upon by azura to to go talk to or go through some minor quest that leads you to the vec um who's like the god king of morrowind or something um yeah he's he's the he's a god but he's the mortal god so he actually has like a body that he inhabits in the real world to rule over his people right so we go we went to him and we did a couple quests because he's getting his life, his godly essence drained out by something. So we went to the three locations that they suspected the problem could be at. Um, and that took us around Morrowind a bit, so it was good to explore. Um, and then when we returned that quest to him, they wanted us to go and invest- investigate some uh, staff that somebody might be using to draw his strength away from. And that's kind of where we diverged and said, you know what, why don't we wander around Morrowind and see if there's anything that can't kill us? Or <laughs> see if there's anything that we can't kill, rather. Uh, and the result of that expedition, and also we went, did, or went over to High Rock and down on all the little islands that are floating around that were turned out to be the little expansion pack teasers um and wandered around those trying to find things that were a challenge or an area that we wouldn't be able to fight in and yeah the result was no it seems like the only way to get a challenge would be to go into certain dungeons or certain missions that might have them although would you like to tell them about the uh our the dungeon that we went into today yeah uh we went back after exploring all of the little mini islands back to Morwen, <clears throat> and we decided we were like, let's just go up north, and when we get bored, we'll stop and, and then record. Oh, we were traveling, we found a dungeon we couldn't go into, another dungeon we couldn't go into, found a dwarven ruin we couldn't go into, found a fun city where this these two people were having a conversation at every entrance to the city. Um... The same conversation. Could not tell if that was a glitch or if that was like going to be part of the like intrigue of the story if you followed what was going on. But considering that they were talking about sick, um, how about the crapper they called the egg laying things? I I don't remember what they're called. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, they have egg mines. Uh, something with a K, and their eggs were sick. So I'm kind of <laughs> edging on the the game broke, not that was supposed to be there yeah it was great because you could see you could stand in the middle of the town you could see like all three conversations taking place at all entrances of the town (laughs) with the exact same people with the same name it was pretty ridiculous um but eventually we came upon a dungeon that let us in we were like oh cool let's we just slaughtered all these you know trolls and stuff that posed absolutely no threat let's see if there's anything down here and we go in and we we saw that everyone had already murdered everything in this area, unfortunately, and we walked into another room, 
and saw people moving like it was kind of a vertical area so you could follow around the edge of this cavern it would lead down to the bottom of it and you could see the people running around the edge killing everything and eric and i were like oh well let's just jump down and fight everything at the bottom before they get there um to which i jumped and landed and lost like a fourth of my health and eric hit the ground and died (laughs) (laughs) yeah luckily i had the auto respawn button so i just did that uh yeah no consequences no i mean yeah if i didn't have soul gems it would have been a problem but i uh I'm not going to be coming back to this game, so it doesn't really matter. Right, uh, who cares? Yeah, and we got down there and we encountered some other creatures that were a little bit more of a threat there. I think they're called Ogrims, um, basically big fat They trolls. were ogres. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, killed them off. And then we saw a dragon, we're like, yes, finally, time to die. And this wasn't just a... This wasn't just a dragon. This thing was like glowing violet out of its mouth. Had like its own unique name. Mm. And <laughs> there were two dead versions of it under itself. <laughs> yeah. It was like laying in the middle. Not like on top of, but like inside of a pile of its Clips own dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, this will be a challenge. I'm sure of it. I'm sure nobody's laid this dragon before. <laughs> yeah. And at first you feel like, oh, is he sitting on top of like a rock? Oh, wait, no. He's in his own dead bodies. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So. More more game breaking. Granted, probably one of the harder battles that we fought, but it didn't take more than like two minutes. Um, and I, I lost maybe a fifth of my health. <laughs> and I think you said, and I paraphrase, I think this might actually be a challenge to which it died within two seconds after that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I did have to heal you once. I might and, not have had to heal you, but I did. I had the opportunity to heal you. Yeah. And I I'd it. also like to point out, we we put about, I have about 12 hours in this game at this point. I don't know how many you have, but we're not high level. I'm, I think I'm a level 12 in the game, and I've seen people walking around their level like 900, and I'm not like exaggerating that is literally what their level is so we're not going into some dungeon overpowered and killing this thing the game is just that disinteresting and easy yeah i mean i might deal 1000 and there was no one else but i started out by dealing 1000 damage (laughs) right and there was no one else involved with that that fight it wasn't like people caught up to us and joined in to take down the dragon no we just killed it on our own yeah i it was very disappointing, I gotta say. It was a perfect wrap-up to the game, because it just, we had this moment where we were like, oh, wait, maybe if we just found other places, or maybe if we explore these missions a bit further, we'll start to find stuff that's more challenging and more interesting to fight, and then we killed this uber-looking dragon with no trouble, found out that it had nothing of any tangible interest at the moment on its dead corpse, and it wasn't guarding anything of, it, of any value. It's just like, nice highlight over top of our <laughs> our dissatisfaction with this game yeah well i guess you can't expect that much from it it was a morpiga so we weren't really expecting more than like a i don't know a numbers game i guess mm-hmm. so uh, such a disappointment yeah <laughs> such disappointment i mean it's kind of what we both knew it was gonna be but 
getting into the game, seeing the nice graphics, getting the, oh boy, I'm back in Morrowind, this is so much fun, and then just very fast, fast deflation followed by just, like, rolling out the last bit of air of that balloon by hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Awful. So... Such a, so- so many good conversations were had about what, how they could do this, and it's just so disappointing the way they decided to go about it, you know? They, yep. Like, the least they could have done is that whenever you enter a dungeon, it could have no other player characters allowed to enter your particular dungeon. Right, like, you get your you get your group, right? You become part of that group, which there is a feature in the game that allows you to become party members, and then when you all enter into that dungeon, maybe the party leader is the one who has to click the button to enter. Now you are together. You have chosen your party. No one else is coming into that dungeon right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't see how that could be a bad thing. And I mean, then they could actually make loot something worthwhile. They could actually have the people dead on the ground and stay there, so you could loot them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think all of the things that we're annoyed about is driving the microtransaction stuff. Like, that's... I didn't look at any of that because that stuff just pisses me off. And their their user interface for, like, all of the menus was so just busy that I'm like, the only thing that's going to come out of me trying to figure out what's going on here is me being upset. So I'm just not going to bother looking at it. <laughs> right. But I'm pretty sure that's... That is the same feel from all of the free-to-play games that I've played. When I start to be like, why are you, and I know this isn't free to play, but it, it happens in free to play games a lot. When I start to feel like, man, the experience that I'm getting is so minute and, and you know, I feel like I'm doing no damage or it feels like there's no way to get items. Usually the reason that's happening is because they want you to pay for, it. you know, there's probably some buff that you buy that you can use like for four hours that increases the better loot that is dropped when you kill things. Yeah, it, well, that's another thing with the loot is it's like in other Elder Scrolls games, you see somebody who who's like a bandit or whatever, right? And you kill him, and like, yeah, you're still gonna loot him, but you weren't expecting anything great out of it. You know, you're expecting maybe a little gold, maybe some arrows, you know, move on. But then whenever you see someone right. who's like clearly the leader of a group, you're like, I'm gonna kill this person, and you know why I want to kill this person because maybe that glowing dagger they're using is actually something I want to use. Or maybe uh, mm-hmm. they got a key to some like chest somewhere in here that's going to have something, you know, maybe a better piece of armor or something, uh, an interesting staff or an interesting uh, like soul gem or something that I can use to, to improve myself. But whenever they make it so that the characters just disappear after you kill them, it's like, man, I don't have that like interest in like killing you as a chore now because i don't i won't be getting any sort of reward from it and also the way that the merchants seem to work is i would go up to the merchant and then they would say would you like any of these stabs and i would look at them and they would all do a million damage i would compare them to what i have and it would be either marginally better or complete shit and i didn't know if that meant that i am supposed to go find better weapons or if that meant that i'm in the wrong place or how or or are you supposed to buy them right or is this real money somewhere that i they don't want to tell me up front but like really the way to get better weapons or a better piece of armor or whatever 
is for me to play 10 consecutive days in a row and then I unlock it through the through the rewards chests or whatever you know mm-hmm. right and that's I mean there's I don't know who this is built for that like they legitimately like this is actually what they want rather than like a bad habit they should kick <laughs> you know what I mean like I, this is nothing but exploiting a certain group of people because you could still do all the stuff that the people who like playing MMOs like to to do but without all the abusive immoral microtransactions and pay to win stuff yeah i know i just don't it's clearly not my my style of game and it's disappointing mhm how could you do it's this very to disappointing how could you take elder scrolls and waste development time yeah it's it's very upsetting that they went down this path i'm and i before we go on to our wrapping up of the of the podcast um the when they announced the Elsewhere expansion, I saw it and I didn't realize it was for Elder Scrolls Online. So I thought it was the next Elder Scrolls game. And I was so excited. And I remember contacting you and being like, dude, we're going to finally get to go hang out with the Khajiit. And you're like, hold on. I think this is for Elder Scrolls Online. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, when, I know, right? When I realized that it was for Elder Scrolls. Like, I, I was so fucking pissed off as they lied to me in their advertisement maybe somewhere in there in tiny squinty print it said elder scrolls online no, but it definitely but... <laughs> said elder scrolls i don't know if it said online after that but it said elder scrolls elsewhere big letters i'm like that sounds perfect i'm ready let's go i want to wander through the desert and and fight giant fight sandworms giant or whatever scorpions or something <laughs> sounds cool i'm ready and then and then as i looked into it more i'm like no 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 please don't please don't spend any more time on this online bullshit <laughs> like i was so upset it was it was like the worst the worst thing that's happened to me in gaming in a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't know what they're gonna do with this new one i um I was looking up what the latest is for Elder Scrolls 6 and the answer is we don't there we don't know anything about it. All we know is that there's uh there's another game that they're putting in front of it that is currently in the I guess development phase so they don't have like gameplay trailers or anything like that for for this game that's ahead in their workflow. Um so once we see whatever that is come out, then we'll start expecting them to tell us more about Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of miserable that there's a game <laughs> that they don't have any any real information on yet that's ahead of the game that people actually want to play. It's fine. I understand. I want them to spend a long time working on it, too. I just don't want them to spend time doing other things while they're at it. Yeah, it depends on what it what it ends up being. Like it'd be like if they delayed the next Halo game to make a sequel to that um Spartan Assault game. <laughs> I don't think like, it'd be that bad. <laughs> that would make that would make me upset. But if it's like, oh, we're who knows what the fuck they're doing? But if they're making like maybe a, an expansion to Skyrim or something as like a little taste of what's to come, who knows? 
I, I could I could be okay with it, but if it's gonna be not an Elder Scrolls game again, I'm gonna be very upset. It's not an Elder Scrolls game. Let me, I'm gonna check on what it was exactly again, but uh, yeah, it's it's a different series. Oh, you mean like it's not even part of that world? Like Bethesda's working on something that's not Elder Scrolls at all? Not Elder Scrolls at all, as far as I know. That is, um, mm. yeah. I misunderstood what you said. <laughs> yeah, it's like supposedly they're still working on Elder Scrolls. It's just not. Um, yeah, so the game is called Starfield, um, which is a new RPG franchise that Bethesda is coming out with. So, um, yeah, Elder Scrolls Six is a long ways away. So for now, anybody wanting their Elder Scrolls fix is either going to have to get used to the the circus that is. Elder Scrolls Online, or they're going to have to go back and play some of the good old ones. So, it's okay. Uh, as long as they're still working on Elder Scrolls 6 right now, I'm happy. I just don't want them to be avoiding working on it while they do something else. It, from a fan perspective, I know that I, whatever they come out with is something that I'm going to be interested in, as long as it's along the same gameplay guidelines, you know? Yeah, I mean, I... I'd be down for another version of that that's in space, it sounds like. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, Fallout, of course, we both like Fallout, and Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. has been good. I don't really like their uh, their online version of things, so I'm just crossing my fingers that it's going to be a single-player thing, and maybe it'll hold me over for the next one, the next Elder Scrolls, that is. Yeah, i definitely be down for that. So, uh, as far as rankings go, where would you throw online in the, the buckets of best, better, meh? horrible <laughs> i'd give it a horrible um <laughs> mainly because this the combat i could probably get by everything else if it wasn't for the combat being so artificial feeling yeah i i think i'd have to throw it into into horrible i was thinking about it i'm like uh, i mean if i had nothing else to play but it's kind of the principle of the thing at this point like you fucked my one of my favorite games and i just don't appreciate that that's I don't want to have anything to do with, with this decision. It just it makes me upset. Yeah, definitely. Um, you got a one, one-liner one for it. You um, remember that South Park episode where they keep going on about how their friend got raped and they're actually talking about Indiana Jones from that Crystal Skull movie? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like this game raped my best friend. Oh, no. <laughs> make it sound so serious. <laughs> <laughs> what about you i don't know if i can top that <laughs> um, i'm just gonna say squeal like a pig <laughs> <laughs> say good but needed more cliff racer definitely needed more cliff racer the fucking cliff racers they just fly around in the sky and aren't actual real things to fight i miss the screeching of them swirling above you and you having to wait till they get you right as they slowly like clip their way down (laughs) (laughs) descending exactly one meter at a time yeah ah cliff racers are the best especially watching someone who's like not familiar with how this game works trying to fight one yeah pain in the ass all right, I think we've spent more time than this game deserved talking about it. I hope uh, any of you out there who like this game will wake up and stop encouraging Bethesda to waste their time on this. Um, and with that, let's go through the social media stuff. So 
As always, you can find us on Facebook. Um, we have an Utter Descent Facebook page, and I'm on there as Utter Descent. You can also follow us at Twitter, at Utter Descent. Um, and as far as what to listen to us on, recommend. We primarily are on Podbean, but you can also find us on pretty much every other platform. Uh, as for what's coming up next, the next thing that we're going to be working on, or at least what's in the what's in the chamber, is there's a Mass Effect between myself and Kevin. I need to get on him because I have a feeling he hasn't started that yet. Um, we also have Halo Reach coming up, and though it's not quite on the calendar yet, we are also going to do Securo. After that, Eric and I are going to do... I guess Elite Dangerous at this point will be our next one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation. And Pat and myself are going to be moving between uh, the Fable series and Assassin's Creed. So the next one between him and I are going to be Fable 1, and then we'll do Assassin's Creed 2 and kind of roll between those two. And the only other one that I'm aware of is Kevin has me playing the guess. Guess what genre? Uh, indie. Okay. Next word. Platformer? Correct. <laughs> Celeste. He wants me to play Celeste. Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of what's in, in the tube. Um, I'm not sure which one will be next. It'll If I had to guess, it's probably going to be Sekiro. Um, still not quite sure who's going to be involved on that. I know Mark has played it. I've played it. Pat said he was going to play it, and so did Kevin, but I'm, I'm not sure if they have started playing yet. Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll see if I get anywhere with it, but I'll hop on if I can. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's In some ways, it's harder than Dark Souls. In other ways, it's so not as hard as Dark Souls. Uh, it's it's a very fun game. I've been having a lot of fun fighting people in it, but it is very frustrating, so it is what it is. Uh, I've also been reading Halo Reach, the book, so when we do go to talk about Reach, I will be fully nerded out to, to talk Halo. Great. And I'll take the perspective of somebody who played the game. <laughs> yeah. So you can talk about how confused you are, and I can be like, well, uh, actually, that character is clearly from page 53 of the Halo novel. Yeah, and then I'll go, yeah, well, the game is supposed to tell me the story, so why don't you just stop? <laughs> <laughs> if you read uh, books 1 through 7, you would understand that this actually doesn't work in the Halo timeline, and this is not canon. <laughs> Not can. <laughs> God. Oh, that's going to be fun. All right. Yeah. I'll work on my nerd voice so that I can I can be up to par when I need to talk about it. That sounds fine. <laughs> so I'll just use my I'll just use my nerm my normal voice. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I was gonna say you could find someone else to read it, but I don't know. I think I think you can just go ahead as you usually do. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, fuck you. I think we've uh, beat this dead horse into a nice bloody mess. So Should we say this dead honey badger flaming unicorn. Mount. Yeah. <laughs> Mount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we will catch you guys next time. And see you guys.